Okay, you need to stop doing things for God. Instead, you need to do them because of God. You see, it's way too easy for us to become so focused on doing things for the gospel that we forget the simplicity of the gospel. As Christians, we love others not under obligation, but because God first loved us. You need to let your gospel-focused actions, the things you do, be the reaction to how Jesus has transformed your life. I've, in my travels, I've heard so many people express this thought, that being a missionary or living on mission is something they want to do because they want to prove something to God, to prove their commitment to Jesus, to show them they're serious about being a believer, or because they, they feel an obligation to do good for God now that they realized how much he's done for them. I've got my fingers all messed up. One, two, three. <laughs> I've heard people describe to me how they're living on mission as an attempt to repay the debt they now feel they have to God for the gift he gave to them freely. When these things are your motivation to serve Jesus, honestly, you've moved outside of God's design for a healthy relationship. It's honestly so much simpler than this. God gave you freedom in Christ, not so that you could become indentured once again to a list of tasks you have to do, but as an invitation to experience the freedom of Jesus like nothing else. When you'll come to understand this freedom, guys, the overflow of your life changes. Your motivation to do ministry or to serve other people comes from a brand new, healthy understanding of what you've been given our motivation to live on mission comes from the great compassion stirred up in us by the good news or the gospel. <laughs> the gospel, when made real to you and me, creates an eagerness to work not for God, but unto God. I'll say it again, not for God, but unto God. Because without a true love for the lost rooted in the heart of God, even our evangelistic efforts where we preach the gospel can quickly become dead works. So how do we develop that type of heart for people? The one that turns our prideful motivation of I'm serving God, I'm serving God, I'm serving God into I must serve these people because of my ever increasing understanding of the mercy God has for me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul says this. He writes, the love of Christ controls us because we've concluded this that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he, meaning Jesus, died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Guys, he's talking about the person of Jesus who died for humanity and was then raised from the dead, conquering death, conquering the grave, creating a pathway to a new relationship with God. He goes on to say, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we don't regard him this way any longer. He's saying this because of our new perspective on humanity, giving us a new lens to view all people, all humanity as created in God's image with an eternal destiny assured to us. Christ came as a man but revealed his lordship over created beings by coming back to life after he was crucified. We do not regard Jesus as solely a man any longer, but as God himself. And this message of Christ crucified and risen again is actually the good news 
we're proclaiming to the world. And so when Paul continues in verse 17 and he says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us this message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God, making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Our entire response to the gospel, every action that we take, every work of God that we do now takes on a new meaning. Honestly, a much more meaningful meaning. (laughs) No longer are we doing good things for the Lord because we're trying to prove our validity to God himself, but it becomes an action driven by our compulsion to point all humanity back to Jesus, right? So when Paul says the love of Christ compels us, he's saying we're now living on mission differently because of our understanding of who God is. Our understanding of his mercy, his desire to engage with us, and the freedom and the freedom <laughs> that, that comes from knowing God. I, that just scared me to death. Something fell over in here. Uh, guys, you can stop doing things for God because that's not his desire. He wants to know you and to be so much a part of your daily life in such an intimate way that suddenly all things you do are because of him. Let your motives be realigned today, guys. Let the love of Christ control you. Some translations, I like it when they say compel you. It's like we're being pushed forward by this. When the urgency of the gospel for a lost and dying world takes root in your heart, every step you take will be controlled or compelled by your growing understanding of the grace of God. Guys, I'm Andy Ziesmer from A Jesus Mission, and I'm inviting you to live on mission with us. Leave a comment if you've got any thoughts that this stirred up within you, or tweet at me if you'd like to talk. It's at Andy Z's on Twitter, uh, and I will see you next week on Friday.